There are millions of unemployed youths globally. A world is broken and young people are mostly affected. But in a multitude of cancer, there is safety. Every week, Great Awaiti engages in discussion with industry professionals and business leaders to share their opinions and insight on how youths can find jobs, create jobs, and build successful careers. Are you young and want to build a successful career? Welcome to the show. Pretty much um, another time to have this conversation. Um, of course, what I do on my podcast show is to have conversations with HR professionals, um, leading HR professionals in Nigeria, um, career professionals, and um, business professionals to so share insights around um, jobs, early career um, development tips, and um, how people can build successful career. And today, um, I'll be speaking with another HR professional. Um, I'm going to allow him to introduce himself shortly, but we are going to be discussing interview secrets every fresh graduate must know. Um, thank you so much, Efemena, for this time. Love My you. name is Efemena Efekoko. Uh, I'm an HR professional with over a decade experience in HR across every aspect of the HR landscape. Uh, basically, uh, I have my first degree in psychology and second degree in managerial psychology. Uh, Basically, currently, I work for a company known as Mom Foods Company Limited. Uh, we manage a chain of fine dining restaurants. So I've worked across different aspects. Of, uh, I worked. I worked in various industry. Started my career in the real estate. From real estate, I moved into uh, hospitality. Basically, the quick service restaurant. From quick service restaurant, I moved into the oil and gas. And today, I'm back in the hospitality industry, the sector known as a uh, subsector known as the fine dining restaurants. So basically, I've uh, worked across every landscape. Today, I work as the HR and admin manager for More Food Company Limited. And uh, we have about four restaurants. We are pretty chain of fine dining restaurants. So we cater for those who want to go out to dine. and uh, We make them feel hospitable and at home. So that's me in a nutshell. Thank you. So impressive. I always usually like to ask, I mean, just try to get into the um, mind of um, my guests. What exactly um, influenced your decision decision into human resources? Okay. Human resources was for me was not a coincidence. Uh, it was a deliberate decision. I studied a counseling psychology for first degree. So after my study, I was looking at which area I was going to settle into. So basically, I was speaking to some of my mentors and they asked me, what is your passion? What do you like? So I looked at the course I studied. It was a course about behavior modification, talking about uh, counseling psychology. So for me, right from university days, I felt like I have passion to influence people's decision, passion to help people solve their problems, passion to, passion to motivate people. So that was what spawned my interest into going to human resources. So basically, I would say my first degree gave me a leverage okay. to go into human resources. Okay. And that was why I took a second degree in that aspect. So I studied counseling for first degree, then managerial psychology for a master's degree. Impressive. Mm. So, I mean, um, that means right from your first degree, you've always known, okay, this is what you want to do, and then you just for that year after. 
Um, so I want to, Precisely. I mean, you have over you have over a decade experience in your field right now. Um, so yes. I, I want to try to bring back old memories um, of your first ever um, interview for a job. I don't know if you can remember, cast your mind back to your first ever interview for a job okay. and share, share what that experience was like. Okay, great. As in, as a job seeker, right? Yes. Well, as a job seeker, um, I was opportune to attend the church where we had HR professionals who were giving us career counseling. So that gave me a background on how to prepare interviews. So basically, you were taught how to be prepared. You research about the job. You research about the company. You know their goals. You know their vision. You know their mission. So you know how you fit into that vision and mission. Because every company is like a boss going somewhere. Every position is like a seat in that company. So you need to know the seat you're filling and how you put yourself into the vision and the mission of the company. So basically, I was prepared right from onset. So basically, for right from my first interview, I started my career with a, a real estate firm. So from the first go, I searched about the company, what they do, the role I was being employed for, what the role entails, the job description. So basically, I was prepared. So it was not hard for me to get a job because I prepared myself. I already knew the, the, the what do you call it? I knew the vision of the company. I knew the values of the company. So during the interview, I was able to influence and let my people know that this is how I'm going to fit into your vision. So it was easy for me. So I was prepared for the interview even before the interview itself. So that was what gave me a leverage for my first interview in a real estate firm. The company was called... Uh, Reality Point Limited. So I started as a, a training administrator. Okay. So a training program, training program, administ- a training program as come administrative officer. Okay. So right from the point of uh, being selected for the interview and being invited, I made my background search about the company, the mm-hmm. role itself, and how I fit into that role. What are the requirements of that role? Because for every role, there's what we call competency. And competency now is basically technical and behavioral. Mm. So I went into search on all those things. So I was able to know those things before I went for the interview. So it was it was easy for me to ace the interview. Mm. So I'm going to take it like you were really overprepared for the interview. And I mean, you got the job. I mean, from your conversation, it's yes. Yes. clear Although, that you got the job. Yes, I got the job. Mm. Yes. Um, okay, so I mean, I was going, I was going to, I mean, uh, pester you a little bit to say if you could look back at that time, what was that one thing you would have corrected um, during your interview? Um, you know, so persons will say my first interview, I was highly nervous, right? Um, so persons will say, oh, like you mentioned, you were very prepared, over prepared, you know, and then probably that that helped you. You know, if you could look back at that first interview, what would you say was your one? Not mistakes, not failures, but probably you say, oh, I would have done this better, you know, if I had another opportunity. Yes, I know you got the job, but just look back if you could remember. Okay, uh, for me personally, what the area I was uh, not really well prepared for then was uh, basically the area of uh, the nervous aspect of it. And although I was nervous because it was really my first interview, after I graduated from the university, after my youth service. And uh, so basically, although before that time, uh, like I said, the environment myself helps a lot. I was privileged to serve in the church as an usher. So as an usher, I was used to facing crowd. Mm-hmm. 
Not though I was nervous, but what I could have worked on better now was my nervousness. Although it showed that during the interview, it should because uh, I could remember the MD telling me that I need to just calm down. That you understand what I'm saying. So I could flash back, then speak to the MD, then who was a business manager who having worked in the banking sector before going into real estate to set up real estate. Mm. So he told me he told me to be now to be to be, to be relaxed. That he said I was being nervous so that I could explain myself better. And secondly, being that I, the fact that I talk a little bit fast. So when I'm a bit nervous, it's very hard to understand what I'm saying. So that was the area that I felt then that I would work on. The aspect of being nervous, just pulling down my pulling down the nerves that the people talking to me are human beings like me and they're not robots and they're not going to bite or eat me. So that was an area I think uh, I look back that I really was then. Great, impressive. I mean, I, I like to always dig into old memories, especially for people who have spent over a decade and many more years um, in their career field. So let's bring this back home, right? Um, I mean, to people who are going to be, um, I mean, joining the workforce. For people who are going to be attempting their first interview this year, for people who are going to be joining the workforce this year. Um, I want you to share like your top, I don't know, five, four, or top tips around um, um, interview secrets that every fresh graduate must know, you know, whether this is your first interview or it's going to be your first interview after school, you know, what are those secrets or interview secrets that everybody must know? Okay, there are five areas I would like to talk on. All right. When it comes to being, trying to ease an interview, the first area is being prepared for the interview, being, being unprepared. So some people, so you have to be prepared for an interview. When I talk about preparation here, I'm talking about the CV you're sending for interview, your cover letter. It's called that a lot of people before the interview, you don't get, you don't even get selected for the interview because your CV is your first selling point. You have to avoid typographical errors. A lot of recruiters will have time because especially when they're not using uh, what we call an applicant tracking system, probably when they have to sort through a lot of CVs, they don't have time to go through typographical errors. Mm. That is one. So as a, from the point of preparing your CV, you have to pay attention to details because even typo errors and non-sequential arrangements of your education or your job when I say sequential order, for example, you know that your present job should be the first, then going down. You have people who have their jobs mixed up. You can see 2021, you see 2016, you see 2018. So there's no arrangement. There's no sequential arrangement or order of that line. It shows, it tells people that this person doesn't pay attention to details or it shows lack of organization. From the interview, you can begin to picture the candidate, who the candidate is. Your CV is like a pictorial person or a pictorial vision of you. Mm-hmm. Your, C, your CV can tell you that this person is unorganized. Yeah. This person, this person does not pay at, will not pay at, does not pay attention to details. Yeah. Because if your CV you, that you have is a message to people, so I, so that area needs to be corrected for people who want to attend you. So even for the CV will determine if you get the interview selection, if you are shortlisted or not. Yeah. So from that point is where I start from, not even before the interview, because the CV will determine if you will be shortlisted for interview or not. So people might decide to give you an edge if they like your, your job history 
or they like your the technical, your background, education, and so okay, we can build on this. Yeah. They might see one or two mistakes, but they can they can overlook. tell you that some people will not overlook that. Yes. Mm. So we are different from ourselves. Recruiters are different when it comes to like a selection and shortlisting. So we say this person will not try to do this. So say, okay, let's give him a room, let's talk to him first, then we'll conclude. Yeah. So but, and so from that point of the CV, you need to get it right. You need to arrange your CV thing at, even if it's not by you, if you don't need in a in a, what do you call it uh what do you call it centers where they do it? Uh, business centers. Them, business center. You need to go through for it is printed for you. When people come for interview, you ask them this and they say, I don't know. It was done for me. But you are bringing it for the interview. How come you don't know that this was done for you? That means you never had a CV that was printed for you. It shows you're not prepared. So that point, people need to pay attention at that point. Because like I said, your CV shows a picture of who you are. It yeah. tells the people that this person will not pay. Then prepare yourself, that's from the CV. Then also to research about the company you want to work for. Research about the company that you want to work for. You must, you must know what they do, how they make money. Yeah. Then, so, then look at the job. You don't want to talk about the company, look at the vision, the mission, and see how you fit into that vision and mission. Look at their values, their goals. Then look on your own aspect, the job you want to do. Get, if possible, ask for a copy of the job description uh-huh. before you go for the interview, because you need to know what you're going to be doing for that company and how you need to do it, because questions will be asked along that area. Yeah. Then aspect, another aspect is dressing appropriately for your interview. You don't go for dress the way you want to be addressed. Interviews dress appropriately. Mind what you put on, and if possible, avoid excessive uh, use of cologne or whatever. Then the other aspect is talking too much. You better okay. talk too much. Be brief, be brief and concise about questions. Mm-hmm. Not yes or no, but be brief and what concise. Then another aspect is. Please don't criticize your previous employers. You don't need to criticize your previous employers. It shows that if you leave them to, you will criticize them. That is a picture you're painting. So you don't need to talk about the flaws. There are other ways you need to talk about because people will always ask, will always ask why are you leaving your current employee? Yes, I want to say, but you don't need to criticize your previous employers. You don't need to because he paid a picture of the fact that you don't want to accept uh, and the rest. Then finally, you need to ask questions. Before you leave, you need to, you need to ask questions about why the vacancy is available, about how you could assess if you are, uh, your, your feedback in terms of how you're performing in your job. You need to ask questions. So these are things I want to talk about. So I think it's an area that people should prepare for for their CV, so that, for their interview, so that they can ace the interview at the first time. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, um, impressive thoughts you've shared. Um, one of the one of the uh, thoughts that you shared that I like to really um alight on and probably even dig deeper is um because I've seen this over and over again when people are invited for for an interview and they don't hold details about their job, right? So I like the way you clarify that you should ask for the JD, you know, before attending to, um, an yes, interview. You should, you should ask for the JD because that's very key because you need to know what you're going to do in that company. Mm-hmm. If possible, ask, and any HR will give you that. They, you need to write, is your right, ask for the JD for the interview because you need to know what you're going there to do. Probably, if possible, you can refer back to the interview 
and yeah. look at the job description that was posted for the interview for, for the vacancy so that yeah. you know what the job entails. Then for your own part, go and make verification about the company. You need to know what the company does. How does the company make money? So you know how you fit into that place. Because companies are employing you to come and solve problems. Yes, yeah, true. And not, and not, not just to pay you, but to solve problems. Mm. And not create problems. Not, not just a, a problem here. You need to be a problem solver. Someone who sees how to solve problems. That is the most important thing. That's why the people want to pay you in the first place. So in all, if you even really look at, um, um, I mean, if if you even want to take away just things from this conversation, if you do a good research about the company and how they make money and what they do entirely, and also look at the JD, what you are going to be doing, you know, you would you be able to design um, your conversation yes. in such a way that yes. you know where you fit in and help them make money. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. Great. Because when you know what's, what's not about the company history, you know if it's a place I want to work or not. Mm. So and even when so from that alone, you can begin to picture yourself. You're staying in that company. So that's how it works. I would I would um, wrap up this conversation with one question, one last question. Um, I I mean it's a question I usually want to ask, especially for people like who have, um, who have probably spent over over a decade in their in their field. What's that one? What's that one um, book that you've read in your career that has made a huge impression? You know, that has made a uh, yeah, made a huge impression or have helped you so much in your career. Okay, one book that I've read uh, is a good to great. Mm. Yes, Jim Collins is about management, and uh, it paints a picture of the fact that a company is like a moving vehicle, and in a moving vehicle, every position is like a seat that needs to be occupied. So I mean, what 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 what, uh, what really inspired you um, from from that? Great. He talked about as an initial person. He talked about the fact that if you put the right peg in the right hole, then you get it right. Okay. Because people are the basis of a company. The systems, the processes will be managed by people. So the moment you can put the right peg in the right hole, it solves the whole headache. That means in a boss, at times you need to remove from people from the boss and. Because a company is like a vehicle driving to a particular destination. So as an initial person, one of my mindset is that if we have people, the right people in the right seats, as the seats are the position, then the journey will be will be problematic. Because everybody can be like, uh, not like in a bus, people tell driver, please, okay, you're driving too fast. Is that also? Yes. Uh-huh. That's the correction. Ah, sir, please walk watch this portfolio. That is what people are in the bus for. So everybody on the board have a vision and they must buy the vision of the company because the company is the vehicle. So when you occupy a seat in that vehicle, you're occupying a position. So your job is to see challenges and how they can be solved. And as an HR, when we look at the fact that this person is no more fitting inside this board, we need to begin to remove people. That is personally from the HR perspective, professionally. Then personally for me as a perspective, if I join a board and I said the vision I had in the first place, this bus is not going to that destination. Then I need to stop. I need to come down from that bus. Uh, 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 okay. At a point, it's like you're going to VI. You might not get straight. You might get to Balendi and yeah. take a bus to VI. Yeah. So that's that. So I'm just telling my own perspective, my own vision. And so when I enter into a position, it's like a very good going to the destination. So at a point, if I said this, because normally people will join a vehicle because of the person driving the vehicle, also people in that vehicle when they need, that is if you if you are really a career person, 
probably your agenda vehicle because of after interview, you have a mindset this person I'm speaking to is someone I want to work with because they have the right perspective I want to join in. They are selling me the right ideas. Yeah. Because that's what I want to see as a person, as an insurer, that this person will make my work easier. Because whether you like it or not, line managers are one of those who, uh, who, who are drivers of employee engagement. Yeah. So for me as a person, Good to Great has really inspired my thoughts. So most times I frame my mindset from that book that this company is a car, is a vehicle driving to a destination. My seat is a position. Then every seat is, every seat are positions to be occupied. The moment we get the right people in those right seats, the, the journey becomes more smooth for all of us. Amazing. Um, great, great insight. Thanks a lot for, for sharing that book. I think it's a book that everybody needs to get their hands no, on. No, it's a book on. So they also wrote about, they wrote Good to Great, they also wrote about Beauty to Last. It talked talk about the fact that how some companies in the Europe, in UK and Europe were able to build businesses that were able to beat the stock exchange over a period of time. How they started from good and they became great companies. So they look at the things that were, they were doing in common. So the things that this company were doing in common, so they highlighted those things. It took about 15 years to research that book. Wow. It's a very great book for management of 15 years of research on that book. And they use about and they use master's degree students from different schools to get to research from different companies, speaking to CEOs, and how were they able to build companies. That's what they, they, so the things that they had in common, they brought them out. So that was a book I read that really inspired me so much. So it's talk about putting the right peg in the right hole, and it becomes easy for all of us. Thank you so much, Ms. Um, Bernard, for this time. I really appreciate talking to you. Um, you shared a lot of insights, and then thanks for also recommending that book um, to every listener. Um, it's been a pleasure having this conversation with you. Thank you so much for your time and thank you for sharing the insight. Thank you so much, Chris. I really appreciate this uh, for inviting me. We talk about Thank you for listening to this episode. For more episodes, visit www.greatawaiting.com.